Hi guys, we're your hosts Jillian and Kaylin, and this is Teach Me How to Adult, a podcast on all the things you never learned growing up, like how to buy a home, manage stress, crush your love life, land your dream job, and how to love yourself more, because we could all be a little kinder to ourselves. We're still figuring out how to get our shit together, so we're calling in the experts and the hustlers for some real talk and legit tips on how to live your best life. Adulting isn't easy, but we got you. Hey guys, welcome to this week's Quickie, our super fast take on all the adulting things that matter to you. Today, we're diving into something I'm sure we can all relate to, especially right now, stress. So we recorded an episode with an amazing therapist, Megan Refuse, a while back, and we wanted to bring you a few highlights from our interview that helped us navigate our own stress and anxiety. So we've pulled some incredible advice from Megan that will hopefully resonate and give you some coping strategies. So a lot of us deal with chronic stress and anxiety at the best of times, but when you add in a global pandemic and quarantine into the mix, I'd say everyone is feeling stressed and uncertain right now in some capacity. And while some of us have been able to slow down and reconnect with the things that matter, a lot of us are struggling with unemployment and health issues and insane workloads and financial instability, even just feeling isolated and alone like I have, or teaching and parenting kids at the same time. That's that's gotta be fun. (laughs) And just the general what the fuck is the future gonna look like anxiety that we all are experiencing right now. Not to mention the frontline workers who are risking everything to keep us safe. Yes, they are the real MVPs. So if you're feeling super overwhelmed right now, please know that you are not alone. And whatever you're feeling is 100% okay to feel. We've been feeling pretty damn stressed ourselves and way moodier than usual. So we're really glad that we can be sharing this conversation today. Because the more we all open up about how we're feeling, the easier it is for others to also share and normalize their experiences too. So we got some expert advice from therapist and owner of the Shift Collab, Megan Refuse. She's a mental health innovator who specializes in millennial wellness, and she's also an absolutely delightful person who has so much insight on dealing with stress, anxiety, and finding a healthy balance. So carve out a little time for you right now and listen in for our key takeaways from our chat with Megan. When it comes to getting ourselves out of a stressed and anxious mental state, here's what she had to say about nourishing yourself with what she calls a mental bank account. As women, especially, we tend to be givers. We want to support everyone else. And sometimes that comes at the expense of ourselves. We also, you know, often give ourselves the shoulds. We call it shooting on yourself and masturbating where you're like, I should have done this. I shouldn't have done this. And, you know, swap out should for good. I could have done this, but I have compassion for myself now. So I'm telling myself it's okay that I didn't. And so I I love the idea of challenging the shoulds with some coulds. I also um, love the emotional bank account. And so when you think about your emotional and mental wellness, what you want to think about is, you know, if this was my bank account, Uh, how aware am I of how many deposits I'm putting in versus how much I'm withdrawing? And what I always say is like, when you're feeling good, make a list and get a little notebook or put on a paper or put in your phone and make a list of the things that make you feel fulfilled, the things that help you to nourish. And so do this when you feel good, because when you're not feeling so good or you're overwhelmed or tired or stressed, the last thing you're able to do is think about all those things that make you feel better. And so, you know, like when I'm really stressed out, the last thing I'm, I'm thinking is like, oh, I know that a run helps to 
you know, increase my emotional bank account. I'm like, oh, I just want to watch Netflix and eat ice cream and, you know, (laughs) and there's a place for that. But if I look at my list of things that nourish me, what I want to do is put a, a rating next to it. So if zero is like minimal nourishment or none, 10 is like the most nourishment ever, put a rating scale next to it. So for me, I know that a run will be nourishing at about an eight. I know that yoga for me is a little lower, like a two or a three. I know Netflix, you know, might be a two. I know that walking my dog, going to the dog park is a six. And so I know what these things are and I know how much emotional money they give me. And what I do then is I'm really compassionate with myself. So if I'm having a really tough day, I might not have the energy to do something like a nine. Like I might not go for a long run. I, I might do a two and I might want watch Netflix and order takeout. And that's okay because getting $2 in your emotional bank account is better than none. And it's about not shaming yourself. So it's not like, oh, well, I'm only watching Netflix and ordering takeout. It's awesome. I did something cool to take care of myself. And if I feel a little more nourished tomorrow, then I'll do the nine. But it's it's like I love that strategy because it helps us to know what works for us. And so when you start feeling overwhelmed and burnt out, check in with yourself. What have I done recently to put money back into my emotional bank account? Because things like, you know, our daily commute, our difficult conversations, the time we spend at work, relationship challenges, um, like certain things cause stressors. Stress tends to compound and we need to know what helps us to deal with our stress in order for us to be able to cope with it. And I have to preface this part because oftentimes like my clients will come in and be like, I'm experiencing stress and I want to feel none. And I say, well, (laughs) good luck because you actually don't want to feel no stress because stress is what helps us to perform. It's what helps us to excel at what we do. We need stress to stay alive. It's what protects us. So, you know, stress is going to stop me from walking out into the street when there's cars. It's going to keep me a little bit hyper aroused. So, you know, when I'm working on a big presentation, I do a good job. What we don't want is chronic stress. We don't want stress that is never alleviated. And so being mindful of your emotional bank account is really important for alleviating some of that stress, but also contributing to our like good mental wellness versus burnout and overwhelm. We're all probably spending way more time than usual on social media right now. And this can trigger way more stress if we're constantly comparing ourselves to other people's highlight reels on Instagram. And it adds to the whole anxiety that we're not doing enough or being productive enough in this quarantine when we see everyone sharing what they're up to. So Megan had some great tips on how we can get ourselves out of what she calls compare and despair. You know, I think social media can be healthy in some ways. I think it can be a struggle on our mental health in other ways. And you know, the best term I've heard for it, and I don't know who coined it, but I use it all the time is the compare and despair. So, oh my gosh, I'm looking at what, you know, Susie is doing and she's posting all these amazing pictures and her family looks so happy and she has all these sponsors and look at that. And I despair and I'm comparing and I'm despairing because when I'm looking at Susie's life, I'm comparing it to my own. But what I don't think, because my brain doesn't have the capacity to assess this, is that 
Susie took a hundred photos to get that one shot. She's using a filter. I don't know what's really going on with Susie. I'm seeing a curated version. And so something that I encourage my clients to do is when you catch yourself comparing and despairing, let yourself slow down. Take a social media break. So often stress can creep up when we're trying to excel at all the things we've put on our plate. So that might look like balancing work, your friendships, working out, your self-care routine, spending time with your partner or your kids, and it can just be so overwhelming when we're trying to do it all. So Megan gave us an awesome exercise to help identify what might be causing you stress and how to find more balance in your life. It starts by thinking about life as a pie with slices that represent different areas in our lives. A good way to challenge burnout and stress also is to think about our life as a pie. And basically what you do is draw a circle, make like eight pieces, and label each piece as like an area of your life. So like one piece of pie is finances, one piece is friendships, one piece is romantic relationships, one piece is like hobbies or physical health or your apartment or your spirituality. We all have different pieces of the pie. Draw a little ruler stick from the center of the pie out to the middle of each piece and rate how fulfilled you feel in each area. So I did the exercise and the idea is that, you know, ideally our life is rounded out. I think it's kind of bullshit that we have to like expect ourselves to have a fully round pie. Nobody has one. We will never have one. And it's awesome not to have a fully balanced pie because there's some areas in your life that you're investing more time and energy into than others. And so it just gives us like a nice perspective. And you know, you if if you want the exercise, I always if I get clients to do it, I honestly find it on Google and it's called the the life balance pie. Um and honestly, you can google it and you'll find the worksheet there and it just gives you a really great perspective to be like, "Oh, actually, yeah, I am really satisfied in my friendships. I'm satisfied like I'm feeling really good financially, work, I'm feeling fulfilled." fitness, I'm feeling fulfilled, but oh, you know, I'm not in a romantic partnership and I'm not, you know, I'm not fulfilled there, but I know that's because I've been dedicating so much time on my work piece of pie and in developing really strong friendships that that piece of pie has just been neglected. And it just takes the pressure off having to have the perfect balance. And I just like look at my little pie and I'm like, oh, you know what? I've really been neglecting my hobbies recently. So I'm going to just put some effort into that right now. I'm going to be creative. The best way to deal with comparison is to throw yourself into creativity um, and create something and feel good about it. And so that tends to be what I do when I find myself in those perfectionist moments of, oh my gosh, everything is bad. My life is failing, you know? And in reality, it's like, oh, well, maybe just like one or two pieces of my pie need a little more work and that's okay. So if you want to make your own life balance pie or emotional bank account, we've got you covered. We created two worksheets that you can download and use if you go to teachmeatoadult.ca forward slash stress less. Also, it can be really hard to help support our friends and loved ones who are struggling right now when we barely have the capacity to keep ourselves mentally afloat. I told Megan that it's been really challenging for me to show up for others right now when my anxiety has just been off the charts. And that's resulted in a lot of guilt and turmoil and avoidance because I hate letting my people down. But Megan had some really helpful advice for me. A really great way to deal with that is just tell them, hey, I've no- I know I've been failing on our FaceTime dates. I really care about you and value our friendship. 
and I am really struggling. Can we put our FaceTime dates on hold? But can you keep reaching out? Just, you know, can you send me a text every once in a while? Can you, like, is there a way that feels more manageable for you? Because avoidance does make it worse, right? It feels like you feel guilty. And (laughs) the best way to do it is just tell your friend, hey, I'm feeling so guilty. Here's why I've been avoiding. Thanks for hearing me. And so rather than holding the guilt, allow yourself to acknowledge that it's hard. Because burnout wants us to isolate. When you're talking to your colleague or a friend, you know, sometimes even though the invitation is there, we're like, oh God, if I open this box right now, then I'm going to have to deal with it. And if I can't even take care of myself, how am I going to have the capacity to deal with other people? And I want you when that happens to just think about that and be like, okay, what do I need to do just to nurture myself right now? And it can be even as simple as acknowledging like, yeah, we're both struggling right now and neither of us have the capacity to support the other let's just brainstorm how we can like, you know, get support from other people who else in our lives can support us because we know that we both don't have the capacity. Cause oftentimes people will say, great, I want to help people, but how am I supposed to help people if I can't even help myself? And it's totally valid. And so it's about acknowledging that piece just to say, yeah, maybe someone throws an invitation my way and I don't pick up on it, but what can I say to that person to say, Hey, I hear you. And I really care about you. I just, I, I also don't have capacity how can we support each other through this in a way that doesn't feel like it's going to drain each other even more? And sometimes we just don't recognize when it's time to get help. Kaylin, I know that you've said that you've struggled with whether your issues are, quotes, big enough to see a therapist. And I know I have a track record of waiting till shit has really hit the fan and I am at rock bottom before I revisit therapy. So Megan weighed in on when you should seek help for stress, anxiety, or any mental health issues that you may be dealing with. I had a friend reach out last week who said, hey, I'm feeling so burnt out. I don't even know if this is burnout, but can we meet up? And I said, sure. And we got there and she was tearful and she said, but like, is does this even count as burnout? Like, is this even bad enough to go see a therapist for? And I said, look, like, there's no such thing as bad enough. Like, you know, go see a therapist when, when we feel good so that we don't get bad enough. But there is no such thing as I'm doing air quotes here, bad enough. If you're feeling like you're struggling and need help, reach out and start with the people that know and love you. We hope this episode helps you find some ways to manage your stress and anxieties. But most importantly, we hope it helps you realize that you are not alone in this. If you want to follow Megan, check her out at shiftcollab.com and on Instagram at MeganRefuse and The Shift Collab. So there you have it, guys. Thank you so much for listening. If you like what you heard today, it would mean the world to us if you would subscribe and leave a comment or a rating. And we'd love it if you would share this with your friends by screenshotting the episode and sharing it on social by tagging at Teach Me How to Adult Podcast and DM us with any topics or guests you'd like to hear on the show. See you next time. Bye. Bye.